You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening with Skalklo, who's a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth in Cape Town. Quite a few results coming out already this morning, Skalk, and I think mm. we start with, let's start with... RAND. Start with the RAND. The most, most prominent news this morning is, is the RAND trading below 18 RAND to the dollar, yes. um, which, which I think is, is you know, firstly positive and, and secondly, I think, you know, unexpected to a certain extent. I think if, if, if recent reports was anything to go by, you know, in terms of, you know, first we saw the IMF forecast and we, we constantly get these, you know, pretty negative news. Yet um, we, we're seeing the rand, you know, you know, back below 18 rand. Naturally, you know, we've, we've started off the year, you know, in the 14 rand level. So, so you know, let's call it sub 18 rand is most probably not 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 something to to, to boast about. But but small little victories below 18 rand. I think this this could be could be interesting. Uh, you know, a break from current levels. I looked at it uh, a little bit this morning from a technical point of view. You know, you know should we break these? Let's call it you know 17, 19 levels, or, or properly stay a bit below uh, 18 rand. Mm. You know, we, we could very much be testing that 16 rand level soon again. So I think in, in general, you know, good. Uh, just be interesting to see what what the rand does this afternoon. Should we see you know that that expected interest rate you know uh, cut. Uh, later this afternoon. Yes, I will say two things. I think it's because of the bond inflows from foreigners, although mm. quite a few of the bond buying exercises have been done internally by the South African Reserve Bank. But there is, has been some foreign flows. And also, I would say that the euro dollar has gone from 108 to 110, let's call it. And so the dollar mm. has gone weaker, the euro has gone stronger. And that has also boosted the rand somewhat. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Skulk. I'm, I'm not quite as bullish as you at the moment because I think there's there's factors in there that are um, sort of beyond our control, if you like. Well, you 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 alluded to the to the, the bond yields. You know, yes. How is that run in the bond market? You know, you know after, after we uh, then let's call it um, you know end of March. Remember that spike we saw? I mean, the spike that actually was a long thirteen bonds. and a half. It went to yeah. That's crazy. It was crazy that we've seen, and, and now trading below nine percent again. I mean, this is this is fantastic. Yes, we've seen a few 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 interest rate decreases, but I, but I, but I said, you know, we, we've we've had this discussion, you know, post you know being decreased or downgraded to to, to junk status now officially, that that now we in the, in the right category to 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 let's call it attract the the, the the let's call it the riskier riskier investors, and and that's what we've seen. I mean. Great foreign inflows and and bond yields now trading you know below nine percent. Let's see this afternoon. We could, could very much see this this go even 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 lower you know, after you know, a decrease this afternoon. And maybe just watch the man. I think some of the some of the uh, you know short term traders out there you know, looking to, to to try what I call it FOMO, fear of missing out. That's you know, the one. That's the one for for those short term traders that's got some FOMO currently. Just I, I think wait for let's call it three o'clock this afternoon. Let's just wait for that physical announcement. Let's see what the rand does after the the actual decrease. Should we see that, which we all expect, um, and, and then then just reevaluate. Okay, well, let's do that. So let's talk about that ten year bond yield. It's eight point nine nine percent at the moment, which is good news. And the rand, as you quite rightly say. 
Let's go through all the spot prices. The rand is 17.95 against the US dollar. It's 21.90 against the British pound and against the euro it's 19.70 with that euro dollar that I talked about 109.75 at the moment. Last night in the United States after a sort of a seesaw week up on Monday, down on Tuesday, up on Wednesday. Uh, so this morning we've got a Dow Jones that closed last night up one and a half percent, but futures are down three quarters of a percent. And we'll come to why that is in a moment. The S&P was up one and two thirds percent. And the Nasdaq was a 2.1% winner, yet again outperforming. Uh, this morning in the Far East, what have we got here? I've got Tokyo, uh, Tokyo down 0.2%. The Shanghai index in uh, China down half a percent. The Hang Seng in Hong Kong down half a percent as well. And Australia's all share in Sydney down a third of a percent. Now then, the gold price was above 17.50 uh, yesterday, 12 hours ago, in fact. It's now 17.38 down nine. Platinum is down 13 to $849 an ounce. And um, where's Palladium, please, Skulk? Palladium also down $20, uh, currently trading 2081 also down 1%. Crude oil keeps on running. It's up nearly 2%. That's <laughs> West Texas. It's up at 34.13. And Brent crude oil is $36.30, up 1.5%. So I lost my uh, crude oil bet. I lost it a few days ago, Skulk, but I've lost it in spectacular <laughs> fashion. <laughs> that's 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 the understatement. I think all the listeners that did not listen to our original you know, conversation a, a week ago, I think the the, the 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 bet was you know on that stage you know W or West Texas Intermediate Oil was trading at twenty five dollars, and I think your call was we're going to see twenty dollars a lot sooner than we're going to see thirty dollars. Now naturally at, at thirty four dollars, I think yeah you 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 mentioned it, you lost that one big time. Yes, I did. I was going to send my CV to Royal Dutch Shell as a trader, but um, I think I'll just hold back for a while. Right, let's have a look at um, the results that I was talking about earlier. The SPA Group is the first one. I'm speaking to Graham O'Connor, the CEO, in about half an hour's time. They came out with their interim results for the six months ended 31st of March. The last set of results that it had six months ago were very good. Well, these ones seem to have been quite well received as well. Mm. Yeah, you, you know, it's you need to drill through them because you know, actually, when you when you look at it, so a few things stands out. Firstly, you know, we're looking at uh, you know interim results for six months in the thirty first of March. You know, we keep on sort of hammering on on the dates lately because remember, you know, thirty first March is still a very little let's call it lockdown COVID nineteen effect, but still, be, be that as it may, um, we're looking you know firstly at at, at normalized HEPs which were down 13.4%. But, but, there's a big but. If you exclude Poland and, and, and the expansions they did in Poland, the spark groups, um, uh, the, the HEPs actually increased by, by 8.5%. So this mm. was very, very good. Plus, you know, bucking the trend to some of the companies lately, they said, well, although we're gonna, we, we've cut our dividend, we're still going to be paying a, a um, two and per, per, per well, 200 cents per share uh, dividend coming going forward. So very good share price, well perceived in, yes, 4% up this morning. So, mm. yeah, positive. Yes, which uh, sharply contrasts to Pick and Pay, whose numbers were out, I think, last week, and they cut their dividend completely, and mm. they were punished for it, Skulk. Yes. Uh, we had that, that conversation, and, and I think this is just the case of point. I mean, be very careful. It's these little things you do in this, let's call it, um, abnormal times, you know, which make the difference between you know, a 4% up day and a, and a you know, 4 5% down day. Yeah. Okay. We, we'll watch our spa very closely indeed. Uh, Investec came out with their numbers for the year ended 31st of March. It's so strange to see the, the old asset management di uh, division now in the guise of 91 reporting one day and Investec reporting the next. Anyway, the share price not doing so well this morning. 
No, no, naturally, I think we've now officially seen the stripped out of, of the asset management side, previously Investec Asset Management, now called 91. Um, and, and, and yeah, it, it's it's not good. I mean, in, in general, um, you know, they're looking at operating income that decreased. So the, the, the results definitely weren't good. I mean, I want to see a little bit more. I think, you know, in, 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 in let's call it six months' time, I think we'll have a better idea now with the two entities officially being split because there's still some some overflow here you know with this result but this morning as you mentioned that we were looking at investex share price down four percent but just as a matter of interest uh, 91's share price is up you know one percent in, in a you know fairly negative market this morning so yes. clearly you can see there's some switching going going about you can see that they, they now identified that 91 might be the better option so so uh, you know I'm, I'm guessing a bit but but it seems like we're seeing some some switching from from old investor to 91 yes and 91 of course was up 11 percent yesterday stunning performance the best performing share on the jsc securities exchange of its uh, market cap size anyway. Just going back to Investec, group adjusted operating profit was 16.8% below the prior year in British pound terms. Core loans and advances were broadly flat. Credit loss ratio increased 2.52% from 0.31%, although that doesn't sound like much. I think a lot of that's got to do with the UK as well as South Africa. Yeah, no, no, 100%, 100%. So, yeah, tough times, clearly, clearly. But that's that's pretty much the, the theme in the general point of view, not just, you know, in terms of UK, because we've seen banks in general, you know, globally been, been under pressure over the, over the past, let's call it, 6 to 12 months. So, you know, this is no different, and, and, yeah, you can clearly see it. It's just now maybe putting on that, that, that telescope and, and looking a little bit beyond the beyond the, the, the school of this crisis we got and I, I'm, I'm starting to to get slowly but surely fairly optimistic on the, on the banking sector it's something that I would definitely put on my radar um, we, we're getting to, to to levels now which which would definitely be seen uh, you know deemed to be uh, value territory very good a small company called Aframat came out now I've heard good things about it but I don't talk about it very much but that share price up two and three quarters percent did that come across your radar this morning did you talk about oh, it undoubtedly good. undoubtedly I mean, this is a this this company is, is such an exciting, and I don't want to call it little anymore because it's 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 definitely not 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 little anymore. But but I mean, the the the, the inroads they've made, the, the way they've managed this company, fantastic, fantastic management, um, and you know the results recently went into iron ore as well, and actually that helped, um, you know, Aframet. Just also remember this this is results up to 29 February. So this is mm. as pre-COVID nineteen or lockdown you can get. So, but but still, I mean, we're looking at at uh, revenues that was up eleven point four percent. You know, profits increased by by close to twenty eight percent, and and hips, you know, headline earnings per share forty nine percent. You know, you know, up and um, yeah, things that little things that stand out for me personally is, is and that's why I say this company has been managed well, and they diversified them. You know, they they let's call it they their mining range. Um, you know, from the pure quarry side now to to iron ore as well, and and also the you know. The debt levels of this company, because remember, we are worried. We, we are worried in companies, you know, we can talk about, you know, other companies like Momentum a little bit later. But we're looking for that company that firstly got very strong balance sheets and, and very low debt levels. You know, we, we heard last night Mr. Price coming out saying, well, 
it's it's tough. I mean, we've we've been closed, and now we need to go back to to um, shareholders and and um, give do a rights issue. Give get get ten percent more um, uh, shares listed to to try and keep us afloat because we are an extremely difficult environment. Again, Mr. Price, higher debt levels, lower cash levels, and that that is the result. Back to Afrimat. Afrimat currently. In this environment, let's call it the 12 months to, to um, uh, February 2020, yeah. they've improved their net debt to equity ratio. Listen to this, about 24% to 8%. So mm. that is pretty much they, they as, as close to being net debt free as, as, as you can get. And the return on net operating assets was 31%. This is typically the, the, the companies that you want to be looking for. Well-managed, you know, strong balance sheets. And yeah, again, very positive. So you sound as though you own it. No, I don't. Unfortunately, not. Um, but I'm not going to lie to you. It's 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 a it's, it's a smaller company. Unfortunately, for my for my portfolio, so it's a bit of a bit of a struggle working at, you know, in in terms of a private client. Remember, I'm not managing a, a huge unit trust. I'm, trying, I'm managing private client portfolios. So you need to be a bit more selective. I try to run stay around the little bit of the twenty shares or twenty counters portfolio, and then. Then it's always difficult, to, you know, looking at a smaller type of company. But uh, yes, definitely on the radar. Okay, let's have a look at the top five major movers to the upside and to the downside. My screen is delayed, but because of that fifteen-minute delay, I've got PSG Consult at three and a half percent higher. The other ones are rats and mice, but I've got the Spa up two and three quarters percent. You said it was up four percent. So just give us an update on Spa, if you would, Scott. It's, it's as we currently speak. It's now up three point seven percent, and I think shares on the downside. Um, another company that, that that brought out an operating update this morning, and that's for nine months ended uh, March twenty twenty. Mm. It's, it's Momentum uh, Metropolitan. Yes, and, I saw and, that. And that unfortunately, you know, weren't good. I, I, I'm not going to again. We were looking at an environment which ended 30 March. So, so you know, 30 March was pretty much the weakest point, um, it, you know, for 2020 thus far. So, so it's a it's a good idea. If it, I think it's positive that they brought it up because they they've given us a, a view of what the effect was in terms of AUM um, up to that point. But I mean, uh, yeah. They, 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 if we look at if we look at the normalised headline per share for that nine month period, they're looking or third quarter. We, we're looking at a at a sort of eighty three percent decline. Um, Outlook is also very very um, I would say sort of hawkish, um, very very you know, that they they're worried about COVID now. They're worried about the economic recession. Um, and uh, other things that stood out, and I think that's things that we currently look at. We're talking about the balance sheet. Um, they actually did mention that 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 you know while they the um, solvency cover did come down, which is still you know twice uh, the, the the solvency capital requirement that did you know, decrease from the two point two levels that we've seen end of December. So a little bit of a decrease in terms of the sol- solvency capital right requirement, but but still again. Twice, twice what is needed. So, uh, fairly, fairly, fairly 
relaxed in that regard. But yeah, I'll definitely be watching this this company over the next six months. Share price of a merchant metropolitan town about seven percent at the moment. TFG following up yesterday's quite sharp fall, also on the losers column, down three and a half percent. We know about Investec. Investec Limited down three and a half percent. Hammerson always seems to be in the up or the down column these days, down three and a third percent. And Anglo Gold Ashanti, three point two percent loser. Looking at the overseas markets um, overnight. There's definitely some geopolitical stuff going on uh, between Trump and uh, China. And I say not, I don't say the US and China, I say specifically Trump and China, because for the first time, he's had a go at the president, President Xi. He's uh, in a thinly veiled tweet that he sent out about six, seven hours ago. He said it goes right to the top, um, the mismanagement, and he's accused China of essentially being uh, mass murderers. Uh, he didn't say the, it employed that exact phrase, but you can read between the lines and that's what he's saying because he's on the campaign trail now. And this is going to raise the ire of the Chinese horribly because the, the one thing you don't do is criticize the leader. You can, they don't like the, the country being had a go at, but to criticize the leader is tantamount to uh, treason. And uh, you should read that tweet, Skalk, it's, it's brutal. You're talking about increasing tension between these two countries because remember you know, something else that happened you know last night was the, was the senate that passed the, the bill to delist companies from from the the us exchange changes purely on the on the accounting practices yeah and that will definitely affect your, your chinese companies that's firstly listed in in the, in the us companies like baidu alibaba so uh, definitely something I'll be watch, you know, watching you know, soon because you've got Trump on the one hand, like I said, criticizing, criticizing the, the, the Chinese president, but also you know, it's it's uh, they're also not targeting the, the Chinese companies. Um, you know, that be something I will also be watching. Yes, and watch out for the Chinese response, which is due any time now. And uh, the other thing that happened overnight was that uh, Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State of the United States of America, congratulated the re-election of the Taiwanese Premier. And because she gave a speech saying one country, two policies or something is the phrase that they use, obviously because China believes that it owns Taiwan in a similar way to the way it owns uh, Hong Kong. So... Yeah, they got infuriated by that as well. So there's going to be something very, very interesting coming out any moment now. One country, two systems is what the Chinese want for Taiwan. And Taiwan said, no, thank you very much. We're staying as we are. Anyway, Skull, give us the indices as they stand after 35 minutes of trading, please. So as I mentioned earlier, a little bit of a down day this morning. As we currently sit, uh, the JSE all share is trading at 51,500 points. That is down, let's call it 1.3%. Uh, resource index that is down one and a half percent. Industrial index down one point four percent, and with stronger rand, the financials are a little bit more resilient. That is only down forty basis points. I'm going to mention the the SA property index because yeah. um, yeah, we, we need to uh, we need to find those 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 green days. That is positive forty basis points in the morning. That's something, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. All right, Scott, thanks so much. And uh, any idea of what the volume's like? Are probably pretty light, uh, given the Reserve Bank uh, decision at 3.15 this afternoon. We, we saw very light volumes yesterday. It's very early to say, you know, how are our you know, volumes compared. Just by looking at the, 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 the current volumes, it does seem like they're finished out. And I expect it to stay thin. Let's call it till one, about two, three o'clock. I think all eyes are going to be on the on the on the interest rate or the SA Reserve Bank's announcement. So let's see: are we going to see a half percent cut or one percent?
Let's go for 75, shall we? Let's, so let's go right down the middle. <laughs> okay, Skulk, have a brilliant weekend. Thanks for your time this morning and all week. Skulk Lowe is a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth in Western Cape. He'll be back with me next Wednesday evening. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.